You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Dairy Gold Agribusiness. For quality feed, expert service and support you can trust. Welcome to our programme. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, IFA President Joe Healy on campaign to protect beef farmers, dry stock and grassland management tips, record entries for Bandon Show 2019, taking place on Sunday, May 19th. AgriAware organise a special open farm day for the farm of Billy, Nile and Olga Nicholson, Crosshaven, which will be clearly signposted from Carrigaline. Mr Alan Jaco, chairperson, chairman of AgriAware, has more on this special open day taking place on the farm of Billy, Nile and Olga Nicholson, Crosshaven. Alan, welcome to the programme. Plenty to see on this open farm day. Yes, John. Well, first of all, it's a free family event and open to all. Uh, there is something there for all the family, for young and, and all the like. For the children, there is a kid zone. We have a mobile farm. We have face painting and balloon making and uh, lots of interesting activities for kids. There's a nature trail. There's our, our mobile farm will be present on the day with animals from sheep and pigs and ducks and hens and donkeys. So something there for all the kids. We are joined by also a chef from uh, Board Bia, Adrian Martin. So he'll be cooking up a storm uh, three times during the day. Harold Kingston from Cork IFA would be giving a talk about sustainability and environment and what we as farmers are doing for the environment. There will be sheep shearing. There will be picnic area. There is something there for all the family. I know it's a free event. Uh, there's free parking on the site and it's going to be a fantastic day for all who attend. The AgriAware Open Day on the farm of Billy, Nile and Olga Nicholson across Haven and clearly signposted from Carrigaline. Will this increase the understanding and appreciation of the role of farming in Irish society and the Irish economy? Yes, John, that is the ultimate aim of this project. It is to, to bring consumers onto our, our farms. And, you know, farmers have got a lot of wrath over the last number of months regarding the environment and climate change and their welfare. And even a lack of recognition of what farmers are going through in terms of the economics of, of what's happening on dairy farms, beef farms, tillage farms and so on. So it's a way of bringing consumers onto the farm to see exactly what goes on inside the farm. 
get them to, to meet the farmers behind the food and get them to see exactly what it is that we're doing on our farms. So it's going to be a great event for all who attend on the day. Now, this is a very entertaining, it's a very educational event, but could you give our listeners some idea, roughly, ballpark figures, of the value of agriculture to our general Irish economy? So, look, if, if we were running the clock back 10 years ago to when we were in the recession, you know, we had exports of over $9 billion. We have steadily increased that through the, the hard work of Irish farmers, up to 10, 11, 12 billion. It's a huge um, success story for the country. And it's something that, as an organisation, we really want to highlight how important agriculture is to society. If you take away agriculture, if you take away farming from rural areas, rural Ireland will disappear. And that's the aim of, of events like uh, Open Farm Weekend. It's to make people aware of exactly what it is the farmers are doing and the economic impact we're having in our communities. If you take farmers, as I said, away from rural areas, shops will close and uh, restaurants and hairdressers and butchers and you know the social fabric of Ireland will very much change. And that's what we're trying to highlight this weekend is to show how important the farming is to the Irish country at large. And the announcement on the 29th of April 2019 of the €1 billion Euro loan fund aimed at helping younger farmers and farmers in general. That fund uh, announced by the Minister, but worked out in conjunction with the Commissioner for Rural Development and Agriculture, Phil Hogan, and the EIB Vice President, Andrew McDowell. That, I'm sure, would help more younger people stay in Ireland if financing was available for young farmers who didn't actually have a long credit record. And of course, Alan, as a former Mochran Affirmer National President, you'd appreciate the importance of finance for younger farmers. And the availability of low interest loan rates, like what has been um, spoken about by the Commissioner and, and the Minister, is something that we, we really welcome because it, it's a cash injection into farms that are able to go out there, whether it's to, uh, for, for stocking loans or whether it's for development on the farm or even for cash flow. It's hugely important to have that lifeline there for farmers to reach. And look, young farmers, by their nature, don't have a long uh, track record, which the banks do look for. As I understand, these loans are unsecured loans. They aren't looking for any backing behind it. So it's something, it's a real positive development for the agriculture industry and particularly in the young farmers. So something that we really welcome. And from your days in Makra as the Makra Firma National President, of course, Alan, you would remember the problems that people looking for smaller amounts of money for various reasons. They didn't want to borrow half a billion. They wanted to borrow 30, 40, 50,000. But this loan, apparently, this big loan fund of at least a billion and probably more, at least uh, Minister Creed was able to agree a minimum of 50,000 specifically for farmers. So in that respect, this seems to be following feedback from organisations such as AgriAware or Mocker Firma, pointing out the type of funding which younger farmers, without a long history, they've had educational experience, They've been to Chagas courses, and in that respect, they've proved their worth insofar as they can. But at the same time, this seems to be tailored very much to the type of loan that you, when you were Mokra president, would have wanted for your members. Yes, very true. And you know, I think we have to acknowledge the work that the EIB, the European Investment Bank, has put into this. And look, it is the Bank of Europe, and it's something that they want to do is lend money out to citizens. But the way they've structured their loans to date has always been 
larger amount of you know half a million upwards and that unreal is an unrealistic a target for so many farmers you know it's it's it, it, it's something that was just unachievable unrealistic and it was a target that wasn't uh, wasn't really aimed at, at farming so through MOCRA, through the IFA um we have set about actually working with the commission uh to get an understanding that you know it's smaller amounts of money that farmers are looking for trying to source to to help fund their business and help develop their businesses and thankfully uh they've taken us on board and this fund has come in place and it's something that i think that we should be uh should acknowledge the work of all, of all those people who worked in this area trying to secure it but we the devil is in the in the detail and a small print must be finalized the irish banks must come on board to support this so look it's it's a great initiative it's a great proposal but we must also see um work from the Irish banks actually delivering this for Irish farmers. That's great. Speaking to Mr Alan Jago, the chairman of AgriAware, please remind our listeners about this big event taking place at this bank holiday weekend, the day date venue and I understand it's free of charge entry for families. Yes John, so next Monday the 6th of May there will be free family events uh, on Billy, Nile, and Olga Nicholson Farm in Crosshaven County Cork. It will be signposted from Carrigaline. There will be something to do for all of the family. There is a kids zone, there is live animals, um, there is the maternity ward, there is forestry, there is a TV chef, there's environmental talks, there's vintage machinery, there's animals. There's something there for all the family and it's going to be a great day out, a uh, free event, free parking and uh, I'd like to thank Nicholson's um, for taking us on the farm on the day. And it's going to be a great day out for all the family. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Alan Jago, Chairman or Chairperson of AgriAware. Thank you very much, Alan, and good luck with the weekend. And of course, uh, with AgriAware, and no doubt we'll be in touch in the future about various other AgriAware activities, generally trying to make people understand the importance of agriculture. Thank you, Alan, very much indeed. Thank you, John. And that's AgriAware's Open Farm Day taking place on this coming Bank Holiday Monday, 6th of May, from 11am to 4pm on the farm of Billy, Nile and Olga Nicholson, Crosshaven, clearly signposted from Carrigaline. Further information available at the following www.agriaware.ie forward slash open farm. Also available on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc. But further details and updates available at agriaware, www.agriaware.ie forward slash open farm. Monday, 6th of May, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. on the Nicholson Farm, Crosshaven, signposts of Carrigaline. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr. David Purcell, B&T Dry Stock Advisor, Chargis Kearney Skibbereen in the best of the county. First of all, David, welcome to the programme. Our topics, uh, grazing targets for dry stock this time of the year. From late April onwards, uh, grass supply is not restricted on farms. In many cases, the difficulty is with grass surpluses and underutilisation of herbage leading to pasture with less than ideal quality. Maintaining high pasture quality is the most effective way of achieving good animal performance. Keep rotation length to 18 to 21 days. Cattle should be on an all-grass diet. Target uh, pre-grazing yields between 1,500 to 2,000 kgs of dry matter per hectare with a 
high leaf content and grease to four to five centimetres toward height. If there is, is if there is suckler, surplus grass, remove it um, as round bale silage. Turning to a grassland management plan, what are the elements in preparing a grassland management plan? Um, grassland um, management tools and pl- and plans aim to improve decision making. The different methods in measuring grass um, in the field include eye- eyeballing. Um, Aim is in relation to rotation length. Uh, how can I achieve 10 grazings per paddock on my farm? Recording of grass measurements using uh, pasture based Ireland. Decision making based on grass uh, measurements completed and uh, identifying of grass covers in the field. Grassland management decisions should be made in the paddocks, not in the farmyard. What are the requirements to achieve target gains at grass? From April onwards, the total uh, daily herbage allowance must be increased in in line with cattle numbers to ensure uh, to continue to have 2% of their body weight um, in grass available. So getting turnout dates to pastures, covers, uh, matched, is critical on beef farms as the majority of units are not are not set up um, to easily move move cattle in or out. And once animals um, once animals are out on on their farm, they they need to be uh, self sufficient uh, in grazed grass. Now, how best to treat animals when dosing them? So, dosing animals, what's the best uh, treatment? Bearing in mind the normal welfare concerns. All cattle should be dosed at a, at the rate recommended for the heaviest animal in the group. Weighing two or three of the biggest of the biggest animals and taking an average will give the most accurate guideline. If the weight range is such that the lightest animal might receive uh, might receive more than a double dose, divide divide the group in two and calculate the dose for for each. Um, based on the heaviest animal of each group. Um, always use the full dose rate, e- even where two products are being administered at, at, at the same time, e.g., you know, say, quarantine treatment or something like that. Turning to parasites, is it important to identify parasites in the grazing season? And uh, where are the most important parasites to combat during the grazing season to be found and to be vigilant against? Cattle can be affected by many different endoparasites. However, there are four main species of worms and fluke of particular importance. It should be remembered that cattle are often infected with more than one type of parasite at the same time. Uh, the presence of worms causes, say, a reduction in appetite and intake and stops animal, animals utilising um, nutrients in their food properly. An example of this would be, say, lungworm, which is a roundworm parasite uh, similar to gutworms, is commonly known as hooves. Another example would be ostasia, which is um, a mean stomach gutworm um uh, to affect which affects the animal's health and performance. In cases of Ostasia type two, um, uh, 
It is caused by larvae uh, which have been dormant in the animal's stomach over over the winter and emergence in large numbers in the spring. Egg counts w- will be will be low or negative despite uh, heavy worm burdens. When is a good time to review parasite control at grass, David? Um, monitoring wheat at turnout and uh, two months after the turnout to calculate the average daily gains and, con- or, and conducting faecal egg counts two months after turnout will give a good indication of exposure to gut worms and response and any doses uh, used early in the grazing season. Longworm uh, may cause a problem in young beef calves um, at any stage, but coughing due to longworm um, is more common in the second half of the grazing season, especially after weaning. Daily observation of calves for coughing is vital uh, during the entire grazing season. Treatment with an appropriate antimetallic um, is recommended immediately uh, if calves are coughing. The greatest risk is after weaning in late summer, um, moving calves um, onto the cleanest available uh, pasture or treating them with a warm dose with persistent action will control gut worms and lung worms during, during the period from, uh, from weaning. Liver fluke in the second grazing season. How is liver fluke controlled in the second grazing season? In liver fluke areas, uh, yearlings and adult cattle should be treated after hosing. Products vary uh, in their ability to kill juvenile fluke um, at the timing of administration and may need to be may needed to be adjusted. Animals kept Outdoors may require additional treatment depending on the liver fluke risk. Um, given resi- resistance issues emerging with uh, flucoside, uh, trebendazole, it is important to limit the use of these products. An alternative product can be used for treating um, adult uh, liver fluke in cattle. And controls are getting tighter and tighter in terms of inspections for all types of remedies. Turning finally to something, perhaps the most important question of our conversation, farm safety and going back to dosing cattle. So farm safety when dosing cattle, and bearing in mind, of course, always the welfare aspect of this, but your own safety, farm safety when dosing cattle, David? Again, handling facilities play a major role in preventing uh, injury, having good handling facilities at oak farms or our locations from the farmyard reduces unnecessary movement of stock. Well-designed handling facilities reduce the risk of injury involving livestock. These specifications for livestock uh, handling and hosing facilities are available on the Department of Agriculture, Food and Marine website. Again, never enter to crush um, with livestock since crushing particularly in the chest, can cause serious injuries. Well-designed and maintained handling facilities are essential for the safe handling of cattle and prevention of, of injuries to, to the handlers of those animals.
Thank you very much indeed, Mr. David Purcell, B&T Dry Stock Advisor, Chagas, Coronet, Skibbereen in the Cork West area in the West of the country. Thank you, David, very much indeed. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr Gus Long from Bandon Show 2019. Gus, when is your show taking place? The show is taking place on Sunday the 19th at the showgrounds, Castle Bernard. There has been a good response for the, the, the entries. Things are coming away nicely. And hopefully that's what will keep that way for the, for the next week. The show is on Sunday the 19th of May and it is taking place at the Society's Grounds, Cattle Bernard Bendon. As regards entries, has the date for entries closed? The deadline is not gone until the 8th of May. The response has been pretty good. Could you please remind our listeners, Gus, about some of the categories, types of livestock and uh, exhibitors that will be taking part in Bandon 2019 show? Well, we have horses and cattle. We all, all those things that are there, and we, uh, we have in the indoor show and every part of it is coming on along nicely. And uh, the best way to send your entry in? Well, you have options. To be seen to the Secretary, O'Brien Sadlery, 10 South Main Street, Bendon, mobile, 193-6193. Online entries are available 
with www.bendenshow.com. Ridden Hunter Championship would be the champion 150 and reserve 50, sponsored by ODM Financial. The young horses would have a part of 400 euro, three for the winner and 100 for the reserve. And, and the broodmares would have 100 for the champion and 50 for the reserve. The protein co is sponsored by the EIB Red Irish Bank. The cedar co is sponsored by Dublin or Cheese. And the junior co is sponsored by Ben and Coa. That's for the effort with no permanent incisors. Uh, that's sponsored by the Ben and Coop with, with, with first place 500, second 300, third 250, and fourth 150. A big thank you, I'm sure, to all of your sponsors. Without these sponsors, we would not have a show. And that is quite as simple as that. Because Big sponsors and small sponsors, they are all very important to the show. All, all our exhibitors and all the show society members should support the sponsors to the hilt. Without them, we wouldn't be there. You have an army of voluntary workers, younger people, people from all parts of the community. Oh, oh we have. They are vital to the show. Like, you must have help. Help is the main thing you can do. You can you go on your show and have nobody to run it like. In all the sections of the show, it is all voluntary work. I mean, there's a lot more to the show than, than, than cattle and horses. Like, you have indoor and all this thing, and you have traffic and so forth. There's a, there's a lot of voluntary work involved. The rock show, show that's a very important event. Like, and and, and the, the interests for that are taken on the field and the day of the show. I must, I must get back now to the, to the indoor section for a, a moment. Arts and crafts and all these things... That's when there's anybody visiting the show, make sure they go in there to see all that section. With your flowers and vegetables and everything. I mean, you must keep that side of your show going as well. Like. No matter what entertainment you bring in, you must have the basics for the show. In addition to horses and uh, cattle, have you other livestock, sheep or pigs? No, we have no sheep or no pigs, but uh, a big poultry section. The bantams and all these things, there are, there are a big part of that. You know, another thing. The transport from the town up to the bus from Hargan's Pharmacy up from Private Lock onwards and so on, that is very important on the day of the show. If you want to, you can pass downtown and go up on the bus. Uh, at the, the show will be held at the Society's Grounds, Castle Bernard, on Sunday, May the 19th. Plenty parking up there and all that thing. So, Anything else you want to say about the show? To, to be praying for the right idea. That's the most important thing. The, the, the weather makes it like. If there was a, a bit of a shower, I presume people can go into the arts and crafts. Too good sheds, you know, like you'll get a bit of shelter anyway, like. Everybody involved as spectators, exhibitors, they must all be very conscious of the dangers at the show. Because horses and cattle, you must be warm all the time and, and keep your distance when you're not involved in them, like. That is, that is very important, like. You have a vigilant committee and they do their best to do everything right. You might be lucky enough to get away lightly with things like. But you must, you must, you must, you must have the proper control in the grounds like. Cattle are being tied up to the wall there, and any buggies and things can be wheeled in there around like. So that's the point I'm making. Thank you, Gus. Mr. Gus Long, Bandon 2019 Agricultural Show, taking place on Sunday, 19th of May 2019. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr Joe Healy, IFA President. Joe, welcome to the programme. Now, at the recent protest meeting outside the Cabinet meeting held in Cork City, you said that that particular protest at the Cabinet meeting was the start of what you called a farmer rebellion against Brexit losses. 
Well, I suppose it's the escalation of the rebellion at the very least, uh, John, as you rightly said. Um, you know, it, was, it has been a busy week because we've had a number of meetings uh, with the MEP candidates as well and uh, invited those to meetings of IFA members where there was a questions and answers session. But uh, the main item during the week um, has been the, the protest outside City Hall in Cork where we had over a 1,000 farmers, a 1,000 angry farmers, beef farmers, um, you know, that gathered there to highlight the anger and the frustration and the concerns uh, that's there and uh, and in some cases despair with the government over the lack of action in relation to uh, a fund, an aid fund to help farmers through this very difficult period. Figures that IFA has put together based on the Department of Agriculture and Borbia figures highlight very clearly that... Uh, there's at least a hundred million loss to the beef sector since between last September and the end of March, given the price drop in beef when you compare the, that same period with the corresponding period in 2015 to 2016, just prior to Brexit. So um, we were in Cork, and I would like to say a huge thank you to the Gardaí in particular and the public for the understanding that was shown to the farmers and the acceptance of the frustrations and the, the farmer anger. So apologies to any uh, of the public that might have been discommoded on the morning, but there was a, a huge understanding shown, and uh, I think it, it worked well. And actually a lot of the public coming up supporting us and uh, and telling us that the importance of rural Ireland. And a lot of some of the public that I met were... Uh, from farms and living in Cork City and working in Cork City, but uh, really appreciate the need for rural Ireland to be kept alive, the need for need for the beef and the sucker sector to be supported because those sectors are carried on on, on a lot of farms that aren't conducive to tillage or dairying with fragmentation or land type. There is a very big event taking place on Thursday, 9th of May, at the Shearwater Hotel in Ballinasloe. That's 9th of May at 6pm, with over 1,200 registered beef farmers to attend this Irish Farmers Journal Beef Summit. Will the IFA be actively participating there or, in fact, holding any type of consultation, protest or demonstration? We actually have a livestock meeting uh arranged in Ballinasloe uh, that day because there are a lineup of speakers. Um, I myself haven't around. I, I'm travelling to Japan next week as part of Commissioner Hogan's trade mission to Japan to see what opportunities and how can we push the opportunities and the potential that lies there for Irish agriculture. Um, there's a huge population of people there and we have a trade deal done between the EU and Japan. So uh, I'm travelling there next week, uh, so I'm not around. But, you know, we got our point across very strongly, very clearly to the Taoiseach, the Minister for Agriculture, the Tarnishta, the Minister for Finance, and a number of other ministers uh, that we met uh, during the, the past week outside City Hall. They know what's required. Uh, they know the urgency of what's required. You know, uh, they talk... Some of them have spoken about a wait-and-see approach. Others have said in the case of a hard Brexit. But for farmers, the effects of Brexit has been very clearly uh, felt over the last seven or eight months, over the last three years, but particularly over the last seven or eight months. You know, there has been a minimum of a 25 cent per kilo drop in the price of cattle when compared with pre-Brexit times. And in the meantime, John, costs have gone up significantly. So... Farmers 
have not only lost uh, over €100 Euros per head on price, uh, they've actually also, the costs have increased by anything between 30 and €50 Euros per animal with feed costs, etc. And for farmers trying to sell young bulls, they have been hit with uh, losses of, of up to and over €300 Euros per head. The IFA are essentially saying, and Irish farmers are essentially saying, look to the people in Brussels, to the people in charge of the European Union, we are the poster boys, we are all for staying and opposing Brexit. But on the other hand, you would like to see some indication of money coming from that fund of uh, whatever it is to try and recompense, for example, the 100 million euro estimated losses of Brexit links for beef people. When we talk to the Commission about the problem uh, in Ireland, you know, some of the language back is to talk to our government. And when we were talking to the government, they are telling us that they're in um, consultation with the EU Commission. So what we want to get away from is we want to get away from the Irish government hiding behind the EU Commission and vice versa. We need clear answers. We need that support. But that support is needed straight away. I gave the example the other day in a number of interviews of a farmer, a genuine farmer that I met uh, in the last 10 days. And he said there are only two options. Well, there are were only two options. There are now only one. Two options open to him to pay off all the um, expenses that he has, whether it's his grain merchant, his fertilizer merchant, his veterinary surgeon. One of them was to get a loan from the bank and he said the bank won't give me a loan and I wouldn't expect them to give me a loan based on the uh, my figures at the moment and the second one which was really his only option was to only buy back in three animals for every five that he sold and that's not a great step forward or a way to, to plan for the future for any farmer so this compensation is required and when we talk about it support for a sector that underpins three billion euro that's worth three billion euro to the irish economy it's a sector that's carried on in all parts and every parish throughout the country and a sector that's a huge part of the agri uh, industry that has continued to increase growth increase live our uh, um, exports Every year over the last nine years, we exported 13.5 billion of agri-food exports last year. So, you know, it's, it's the beef and the suckler sector is the backbone and the heartbeat of rural Ireland. They need to be supported. The government knows that, but we, we need action now and not more empty promises. So the IFA would be a bit concerned when they speak to the government. They say, well, it's really the commission. When you speak to the commission, they say, we're in touch, we're liaising with your government. And it uh, could look a bit like a pass the parcel circular or pass the buck, etc. So you would like either our government or the commission or both to state clearly and categorically a deadline for delivery of something approaching compensation or consideration of the 100 million euro which should be farmers have lost due to the Brexit scenario, the Brexit manoeuvres. That's exactly it and, and we, need, we need confirmation of that sooner rather than later. Uh, we don't need for it to drag on from month to month. Those farmers, if they get some support in the, in the near future, they will be buying back in their replacements. If they don't, some of them will have to cut their replacement rate by 40, 50%. And uh, look, you know, we have, we have seen 
uh, it highlighted with the uh, UCD re, uh, study on agricultural supports that for every euro that's given in support to the suckler cow sector, there's a return of four euro thirty eight to the gross agricultural output for the economy. So it's money well spent. It's money that goes through the the circular economy, if you want to call it that. It pays back uh, merchant bills. It helps to create employment. And uh, I think agriculture has stood this country in good stead right throughout the, the good and the bad times, and probably more particularly the bad times. It was the one continuous area of growth. And uh, we have remained loyal. We've remained loyal to the EU. And I think it's it's time now for the, the government and the EU to repay that loyalty and support the sector that has been so good for rural Ireland and for the Irish economy. Farmers or beef farmers should look at this week's Irish Farmers Journal and look at the headline, Cattle and Beef Prices to Jump. It's recalled there that the huge loss of pig herds in China due to African swine fever could mean there's a big opening for either beef to replace pork or poultry as an alternative. And then we also hear that the Algerian market has been simplified. It could be open for large numbers of heavy bulls because the certification has been simplified and made far more practical. So in that respect, could we really have uh, some basis for saying, well, cattle and beef prices might begin to move upwards on the upward curve? You would hope, you would hope that they are uh, the signs of green shoots. And that's why we say that, you know, to get that support immediately to farmers so that they can prepare and that they can set themselves up to avail of uh, the hopeful improvement that, that the potential that's there for and like, you know, even your own catchment area there, there are three um, crucial people. We have the Tornishta, we have the Minister for Agriculture, and we also have the opposition leader. Uh, you know, three heavy hitters uh, amongst others. And I think it's, it's, you know, we put the call out on each of them last uh, during the week down, uh, outside City Hall. So we need to see delivery there, um, you know, just talk to any beef farmer. This isn't the IFA crying wolf. These are livelihoods that we're dealing with here. These are family farms. And these are businesses that need to be supported through the very uncertain time. We're in uncharted waters. We've never experienced anything like Brexit before. There's the common agricultural policy reform. There's the whole area of climate change, international trade deals. But particularly with Brexit and the the, the uncertainty that that has created and uh, you know, uh, around that, one of the main areas that has created uncertainty is the currency fluctuations. So we need those supports and hopefully we'll be able, those farmers will be able to avail of the opportunities that may lie ahead with increased prices for, for meat products. And, you know, I think that I mentioned the cap there. John, I've said it to you before, the Common Agricultural Policy has been an extremely successful policy for every one of the 500 million EU consumers, um, you know, I think non-farmers have benefited hugely from it because they've been, they've had continued access to top quality food, plenty of it, and at affordable prices. And if you go back 50 years ago, there was 30% of the average household income being spent on food. Today, those non-farming consumers are getting uh, that top quality food for less than 10% of their average household income. So, that's what that highlights is that 
uh, food hasn't kept pace with inflation and the marketplace isn't returning the viable income to farmers for their food. So when it's not, well, then the likes of the Common Agricultural Policy and the direct payments need to be adequate to, to fill that gap. Back on 29th of April, the Minister for Agriculture, Minister Creed, Minister Michael Creed, announced a one billion, that's one billion euro loan fund, and that was put in place with the agreement of Commissioner for Agriculture and Rural Development, Phil Hogan, and EIB Vice President, Andrew McDowell. Now, you have a situation there where the IFA had been expressing deep concern that banks, they were not giving the same favourable rates of interest to farmers who are borrowing, we'll say, less than half a million, farmers looking for 50,000 or smaller amounts, they weren't getting the same kind of deal. But I understand from the announcement made on 29th of April that €1 billion loan fund for farmers aimed at increasing access to funding for EU farmers, especially young farmers, that that has to help the situation for those younger people who now feel they can go to the bank and that money is there, I understand. Well, look, we've always said in one of my first meetings with Minister Creed after becoming president of the IFA and he was very new into his role as Minister for Agriculture was to highlight the need for access to finance at affordable levels. Uh, We highlighted to himself and the then General Secretary of the Department of Agriculture that the disadvantage that Ireland was at paying an average, uh, that Irish farmers in particular were at paying an average of 2% over the average of what the EU farmers right across the EU were paying. That's a huge disadvantage to start off from. Uh, We lobbied very very hard throughout that year for a low-cost loan to be introduced And we were successful to get the 150 million low-cost loan introduced in the budget at 2.95%. And that was so so much in demand that it was was oversubscribed within three weeks. So there was a huge demand from farmers because any business, and farming is a business, needs access to low-cost finance. So in the last budget, we were disappointed uh, that it wasn't wasn't, um, organised the same way. And uh, this is welcome. And we were in, I was in Brussels last week and we had one of the key, um, key people in the EIB that came in and addressed, addressed the COPA meeting. Uh, and I think we need more of that. We need access to low-cost finance. And, well, should I say we need access to finance uh, as farmers comparable with the interest rates that our competitors and our colleagues across Europe has to pay. So hopefully this is a step in the right direction and I've no doubt that there'll be good take-up for it provided bureaucracy is kept to and red tape is kept to a minimum. Thank you, Joe. Mr. Joe Healy, IFA National President. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to John Foot on Controls. And as always, a very special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable bank holiday weekend. Next Agri-Update on this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the holiday weekend. Dairy Gold Agribusiness for quality feed, expert service, and support you can trust. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.